This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast for Bethlehem Baptist Church's South Gathering in Lakeville, Minnesota. Are you interested in learning more about our church? Go to Bethlehem.church forward slash south. Daniel! Daniel! Boy is back in town. Hi, everyone. <laughs> the boy is back. Talking to the mic. You need, I, I you am need, talking into the mic. You need better mic technique. Am I talking into the mic? He's forgotten. Is that better? I forgot how to do mm. it. Oh, man. Yes, I'm back. Welcome back, back, man. Thanks, man. It's good to have you. Yes, this is day three at the office, and I found out that this podcast is about me. It is. Yeah. You know, get you right back in the saddle again. Mm. Yeah. So this is my, this is my curtain call for hosting. That's what you think. It is. (laughs) Really though? Yeah. We'll see. Anyway. Uh, So I don't, I don't have a random question. I, I just realized I didn't what think a, of that. What a horrible way to end your run. I know. <laughs> wow. I was just so excited that Daniel was back. Yeah. Anyway, so you just got off of a three-month, 90-day sabbatical. Three how, months is 90 days, yeah, yes. Yep. How, uh, how was it? It was great. So why don't you just give us a little rundown uh, for those who are curious of the high points of what you did and uh, just, you know, Catch us up. Let me ask a random question first. Oh, okay. I got, I got one. Would you say you have a more positive or more negative view of seagulls after your sabbatical? Ooh. <laughs> it's, uh, it's random. Not yeah, connected yeah, to anything. It's not targeted. Uh, Nick, do you have a more positive or negative view of seagulls after my sabbatical? I don't know. Or the was story that directed only at me? Just, just at you. Oh, I don't know the story you. you're it's, referring to. It's all oh, about I do. you today. Yeah, I've heard it already. Do. Yeah, um, negative. Mm. Um, so well. if you're listening to this podcast, I would request that when you're at popular tourist locations, that you do not feed the birds or any other wildlife because it emboldens, it emboldens said animals to bite five-year-old girls and rip food out of eight-year-old girls and call their many friends to descend upon your family and attack like something out of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Mm-hmm. So please don't feed the birds. So that happened, huh? It did. I have, uh, I have, what are you? It was very much like that. Dave is showing me a picture from... I the think birds. Albert Hitchcock's The Birds. Yeah, that was at uh, Niagara Falls our last morning there. We were one of the few people with our Tim Hortons donuts, and I literally took a photo of this seagull like with my cell phone, and about 30 seconds later, it had bit my daughter and taken her food, and then when I, um, perhaps erroneously... <laughs> Man, he's having a reaction ...pursued <laughs> this bird for... <laughs> Righteous justice. <laughs> um, this bird called in, I kid you not, about 20 of its friends. 20 of its cronies. And uh, I, there may have been a video on a security camera of a short redheaded man throwing haymakers like his Irish forebears in the boxing ring at birds that were hovering around him and snapping their beaks 
At his so, family too, right? At, yeah, at my family too. It's, it was it's, very much it's, a defend it's family. It's self-defense at that moment. It was moment. a defend the family moment. I had a, yep. a child screaming and crying as the birds were flying around them and I like ran at them and like, anyways. What was, was the noise the seagull <laughs> made to yeah. call his it friends? It was literally a caw, caw. <laughs> <laughs> can you Can you just do it once for but a little more intense than that because I, I was like running really after friendly. it. I wish yeah. there was a video because Daniel just flapped Ow. his arms too. Like a- I think there was a, <laughs> I mean, honestly, let's just be honest. If I was defending myself initially, that bird was probably defending itself secondarily, like after I came after it. And it just had a lot more friends to help it out. It did. Apparently Niagara Falls is where all the seagull gangs hang out. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if... Down along the side of Niagara Falls, where you can't see without, like, you know, jumping over the falls. Like, uh, if there's not a whole bunch of seagull graffiti down there, <laughs> all probably with seagull, you know, droppings or something. Seagull peckings. Yes, their chosen uh, graffiti color is all white. <laughs> and then. Were you or I don't know why I'm stuck in the seagull thing. So many good stories. After that incident, were you several times with joy watching seagulls get caught in the downdraft (laughs) of the falls? You know, I think that actually happened the day before. Oh, okay. So because there's an updraft (laughs) that makes it a little more. There's a big updraft at Niagara Falls, and you watch the various birds fly into it, and they just shoot straight up. But if they judge it incorrectly. It literally just drags them down right into the falls <laughs> and then you can see them like shoot straight down into the water. Mm-hmm. Like, and you assume they die. That did happen the day before. Oh, I'd like to before. think that happened to that one seagull mm-hmm. that bit my daughter. Well, there's a highlight. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Random question. <laughs> yeah. So what else would you like to catch us up on that happened in your sabbatical, I Daniel? I don't know. Just guys. take us through it. So just general. a general, where'd you go? Where'd you do? What yeah. Happened. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to emphasize too much what we did so much as um, what God was doing in us. Um, but just in terms of what happened, you know, we spent time in Ohio with Natalie's family, time in Pennsylvania with my family. That was sweet. We, um, there was like two weeks total there. Um, and then we spent a week uh, combined in Boston and working up the main coast. Um, you know, a highlight there was my son and I got to go to Fenway. Mm, we were real close fun. to the, um, to the Boston dugout, came and got a game ball. Mm. Um, you know, we had a, uh, sweet couple sitting next to us. I struck up conversation with where he actually had grown up in prior Lake, mm. you know, and then, uh, moved out there. They actually bought us dinner. Um, it's very sweet. And then we were in Maine and then we ended up, uh, very close to the very end of June in Maine on, at a cabin um, for a month. And that was sweet and restful and wonderful um, right on the ocean there. And then we made our way back through Canada, got COVID-ish or something like COVID. All the tests were negative um, right as we were coming back from Canada into the U.S. And then uh, we've been here for a month kind of recovering from getting sick and then um, just being together as a family there. That was, that was the overview That's of great. what we did. Great, great overview. Yeah. There were a lot of highlights in there, but, uh, I just 
too many to name off the top of my head, but that's the general, generally what happened. Yeah. So Dave and Stacy, what, what questions do you have for, for Daniel as he's getting back in the swing of things here and coming off of his sabbatical? What do you think would be good to talk about? How does it feel? How does it feel for you and your family to be back? Good. We are refreshed. Um, I've been saying it doesn't feel particularly like we're arrested. I think a lot of travel, um, you know, can take it out of you, but uh, refreshed and back and wanting that refreshment to be for the sake of Bethlehem South. Mm-hmm. Like that uh, there's wind in the sails. We still very much want to spend our years here uh, at this church. And uh, yeah, we're, we're good. I will say like, maybe we'll do this towards the end, but I think we learned a lot and we evaluated and we were just like, what would we do the same? Well, will we not do the same? So mm. I think there's uh, there's some takeaways that we had there too. I do think um, probably the prioritization of our time together as a family was what was most sweet. Mm. Like we had time with uh, extended family in various places. We had time with, uh, you know, we actually we saw some people from Minnesota uh, while we were out there, both that came and visited and also that we just ran into. Um, and then uh, we had really sweet time with um, one particular church family and the pastors of that church and their families. Um, but our family being together mm. for a long period of time was really great. And I think especially not overemphasizing, probably bef- this would be just one takeaway was, probably wouldn't have stopped as many places on the way out and on the way back. Probably would have taken just more time in Maine. But one of the things that was really sweet was just like, we would take whole days and not do anything except watch eagles fish. Like literally bald eagles just fish right outside the the cabin uh, and falcons doing that and catching, you know, live crabs and, you know, seeing all kinds of other stuff like that and just take days and not do anything. Did you see a moose? Yeah, we saw we saw a male and female moose somewhere in between um, Niagara Falls and Sault Ste. Marie in Ontario. So we pulled off the side of the highway. Natalie saw him. I backed up about 500 feet on the shoulder and took a surprisingly clear video on my cell phone for about five minutes of these moose in this underbrush, which is like a life. It's like a decades long dream is to see live moose in the wild. So. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Do you have any habits or practices that you did over sabbatical that you want to try to carry over back yeah. into normal I, life? I mean, me personally, um, more and more experience of the book of God's world. So the experiencing nature, something that I wanted to do when I went out there, got many opportunities both with family and solo and since coming back have sought uh, kind of in new places to like, there's so many lakes and parks and in, in and around the Twin Cities and the surrounding area. Uh, been seeking to go places where I can see God's world, maybe take God's word with me and experience both in the same way. Uh, there would just be, there are just so many uh, moments like that, like being on top of Cadillac Mountain, which is the first place that light hits the United States when the sun is rising. Um, and just looking down at the harbor with all of the caps of fog over top of all the islands and watching that slowly burn off over an hour. Um, 
you know, experiences like, uh, I mean, just Acadia National Park, which is right where we are, were, was just, and always is stunning. Certainly lots of Canada. I just, Canada is huge and there's nothing there. And yeah. then you, and then you like get to, there's fish there apparently, but then there's like, there is stuff there because you get to Montreal or you get to Toronto, or you get to Niagara Falls. It's like you're driving through beautiful wilderness and then there's a metropolis. Mm-hmm. It's like the, there's like almost no suburbs in different parts of, it's like small, like in Quebec, it felt like small town, nothing, giant city. Mm-hmm. Like for forever, it's just a. There's some stat thing. like ninety percent of Canada's population is within a hundred miles of the American border. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <clears throat> that's interesting. Yeah. At the same time, I was up there. Um, well, we were at the USS Constitution. This is just random. We we're at the USS Constitution, and my daughter saw a book. My five-year-old saw a book with a sailboat on the front of it. She's like, "Daddy would like that," and so she like brought it to my wife. She bought it, and so. Uh, I think the title of the book is The Civil War of 1812, how the war of 1812 that was between Britain and America was really a war between American Canadians and Americans and how it was almost completely all the combatants were Americans against each other. It's really fascinating to read about it and then drive through all those areas. So, yeah, I think uh, and there was so much good uh, that took place. So do you think, I mean, if there's things you'd do differently, you know, visit a few less things on the way out, whatever, this and that. Do you think that the sabbatical accomplished its desired purposes? I do. For you. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, They're just, yeah, we feel genuinely refreshed. Um, We feel connected better as a family, Um, not without challenges, being together all that time, Um, you know, not without uh, just a measure of exhaustion from all the travel and being sick towards the end. I mean, there's just so many things like, you know, gas prices falling, (laughs) Uh, people helping with gas. Thank you to those that helped with gas. Um, You know, kids learning to pray for parking spots in busy national parks. Um, You know, uh, things like, um, and we need we need a laundromat, you know, in, in this wild, you know, we're traveling between places and we don't like stinking. Therefore, <laughs> we need, you know, laundromat, um, you know, getting fellowship with other believers, like I like I mentioned, or the moose. Like there's just a, yeah. there's a lot of little God provisions everywhere that if I'm talking less about what we did and what we accomplished and more about what God did and what God accomplished. Um, there's just, I think, I think Natalie had Valley of Vision regularly out and with her, um, and probably several other things. I mean, I remember she, she experienced this more than I did. Um, but just where we were, uh, on the coast was just surrounded by trees and just the noise of the wind coming off the ocean on the trees was just this regular refrain, um, for us. And it was really sweet, really wonderful in a lot of ways. That's awesome. So you're back now, mm. coming off sabbatical. Um, what are some things that you're excited to get back to? What are you looking forward to now, just in life in general or at church? What are you excited to, to dive back into? I mean, I walked in and somebody on staff handed me a piece of paper that said I 
was going to teach 18 or 20 times about the church. <laughs> who, who did that? Yeah, I don't know. So I got a whole <laughs> lot of assignments the moment I showed up on Tuesday this last week. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, looking forward to teaching on the church, looking forward to just seeing people and connecting for the sake of my raging extroversion. Just so glad <laughs> to be back on like with staff. I love the staff here. Um, really do. Um, excited to, I, I think, you know, establish some new rhythms that maybe I learned while out and about just really honing in, um, to do several things well as we're looking towards becoming, you know, Ecclesia, Trinity, Baptistic Church of not Lakeville, but all huh. the surrounding suburbs or something like that. I don't know what's, rolls what's going off on. the tongue. Yeah, really well. I don't <laughs> even know what that acronym would be. Uh, you know, but looking to like really hone in on a few things as autonomy happens and working on that transition. Um, yeah, lots of excitement. Excited for kind of a, looks like it's going to be a late summer. It looks like September will be hotter rather than cooler, which, you know, we missed most of Minnesota's summer. So, And then they're saying that winter is supposed to be extra cold and snowy this year. Does that excite you? No, Nick? it does not. Mm. Ethan's giving it, his... It excites Ethan. His <laughs> thumb up. Yeah. I think um, if I'll just assert one thing here, you know, so advice, if I were to give advice to myself, my family, or if my wife and I were to give advice to ourselves... You know, I think um, the concept of rest and Sabbath is one that in our fast-paced world, we just kind of think of as an idea, but we don't really experience it all that often. And I think um, this is this is something uh, Christopher Ash wrote a book called Seal Without Burnout that Natalie and I enjoy a lot. Definitely commend it. I probably have commended it on the podcast before. But I think in that book and just certainly what we discovered um, and what our counselor you know, was saying to us, we had a kind of a sabbatical counselor, sabbatical coach for the summer. It, you don't realize how tired you are until you stop. And you don't realize how long it takes your body to really like recover from just the pace of life that, you know, Dave and I were talking the other day, like, can you imagine being a pastor in the 70s or the 80s without email, without cell phones, et cetera? Um, our lives are uh, fast-paced. Everyone's lives are fast-paced. Um, and so I think, uh, yeah, I think we have, had we been thinking more along those lines, even a month before sabbatical, like it's going to take you some time, probably wouldn't have left as quick. We may not have been as gone, gone as long um, and take more time to, to rest, but yeah. Great. Do you guys have anything else for Daniel? Good to have you back. Yep. Yeah. So yep. if you're listening, uh, Daniel will be, he'll be back in church this Sunday. I, well, I don't know when you're posting this, Ethan, but, oh, so you'll, okay. Yeah. Well, so he'll already have been in church for a week, but if you see him, you know, welcome him, welcome his family back. Yep. Um, he loves emails. Yeah. Yeah, so much. Well, it is my it is my plan to get together a letter for the congregation, just one or two pages that just kind of is a thank you and outlines, you know, some of what I shared here, but Mm -hmm. a bit more broadly, um, what God was doing. That's great. Awesome. Well, glad to have you back, bro. Thanks, guys.